Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you're in the world. This is Augie of the Blago Blabber podcast. I'd like to welcome everyone to another session, uh, another episode, whatever you want to call it. Um, so uh, when January rolled around, I kind of said I was going to come on here maybe every two weeks and talk about some of the football transfers that were happening um, because to the soccer fans, we know uh, the winter transfer market was open for business. Uh, that didn't happen because I thought that there would be more purchases, so to say, I guess. Um, I know January is usually you know, a time when a lot of teams who are uh, desperate loan out a lot of players or bring in a lot of players on loan, uh, whether it's teams that are struggling to stay up or teams in lower tiers that are trying to move up. Um, so I didn't talk about it just because there weren't. The, I didn't think that there were that many purchases or um, players bought that would make a big difference or big splashes or anything like that. So I thought I'd take this time uh, just to kind of talk about um, Arsenal and what they did today. Uh, they actually did quite a bit. Um, and I'm kind of, not kind of, I'm, I'm happy with the moves. Um, I think they, they loan out all the players that I guess they, it, it's kind of their last, um, last ride, so to say, to kind of prove themselves, uh, to the club before I think they're, uh, eventually sold off. Um, so I think, uh, the club used this transfer window to kind of one out some of those players and i'm talking about uh ainsley mate niles joe willick and then obviously offloading ozil uh, mustafi's contract uh terminated um we already talked about i think i talked about kloshinets uh before but um i kind of want to start off with joe willick because i think there was a lot of hope for him this, at the start of this season um we, we i would say at least i don't know about other people but i kind of I, I didn't know um, where he would kind of, uh, slot in, like what's his position? Like he's a midfielder, but is he a defensive midfielder? Is he attacking midfielder? Cause he doesn't really have too many defensive characteristics and doesn't have too many attacking characteristics. So it's kind of like, he's kind of like, um, I don't want to compare him to Xhaka, but kind of like that, that type of player. Although I think Willick is a little bit faster. Um, and I think when the season started, I didn't really have him... I maybe had him as like a second string guy behind at that time, I guess, um, Guindosi and, uh, actually third behind Guindosi and, um, uh, Guindosi, Jaka and, and probably Ceballos. Um, I thought he was going to get more playing time than Elneny, but Elneny started off the season very well. And to be f full credit to Elneny, he's been, when he's been asked to, you know, start games this, this season and play, he's been actually pretty damn good. I'm so happy. For, I'm happy for him. Um, because he has been at the club for a long time and, and, and stuff like that. People always like to jump on him and, and, and I hate to see that with any player. Um, but I kind of thought, I kind of expected more of him. I think there was a stat, something like last year he featured in the most amount of matches. Although, you know, a lot of them were just, he came on as a sub. Um, but yeah, so, so there is some promise there. He's still very young. I mean, he's what, 21 years old, something like that. So, uh, he still has, he could still have a future at the club. Um, but, and I hope this loan does him good. Um, I don't know what, off the top of my head, I don't know what Newcastle's team is currently construction constructed like, um, but I expect them to get, you know, for, for Newcastle to play him quite a bit or Steve Bruce to use him quite a bit, um, because they are kind of in that relegation zone. Although the, the three teams that are at the bottom are really at the bottom, I think seven points clear of like fourth from behind. So, um, they have a lot of work to do. Although Sheffield United has played a lot better, which doesn't really mean anything. Um, 
Yeah, and I'm still not counting them out, by the way. Um, so uh, Sheffield still has played better, um, and Newcastle is kind of in that zone there. Uh, and they beat who was it? I think it was Crystal Palace uh, two three days ago. So uh, hopefully he gets the playing time. I mean, I don't think Crystal Palace or Newcastle would have brought him in if you know they weren't really going to use him that much. So expect him to play quite a bit. Ainsley Maiden Niles is interesting to me, and I think he's interesting to a lot of fans. Um, he's 23, so he's a little bit older uh, than uh, Willick. Um, but I think we got ahead of ourselves this season. I think we got fooled. And I, this isn't a discredit to um, Maitland Niles because he played very well towards the tail end of last season. Um, and, and some of the and in the cup run, he had a few really good games. But like he got called up to the England squad, and all of a sudden we thought he would be a player that Arteta would never take out of the starting lineup. Like he would be the first name on the sheet. It, it's what I felt like, and he I was I brought the, I bought the hype as well. Um, and with uh, Bayern struggling a little bit last season, and even this season, um, I think a lot of people thought that he was going to have a permanent starting spot. And then, you know, I see a lot of tweets like, what happened to the Ainsley Maitland-Niles who, you know, played really well towards the end of the last season, who was called up to England. Don't let the fact that he call, got called up to the England um, squad distract you from, um, how do I say this, from, from uh, uh, masking some of the issues that he has as like a football player. Like, don't get me wrong, Ainsley Maitland-Niles can play a bunch of positions well. Which position does he play really well? Like, at which position does he stand out? Because I don't think he has one. And honestly, it's not uh, its not to a fault of his own, I wouldn't say. And I hate using this comparison because he, he's a totally different player in, like, different position stuff. But, like, Phil Jones at United was thrown around at, like, four or five different positions. Like, he was a center back. He was, I think, a right back. He was a defensive midfielder. Like, at some point, you have to develop these players at a particular position. You can't just keep throwing them around. So when he got called up to the England squad, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, not um, Phil Jones. Like in football now, you every national team, I would say, maybe not every, but like 90% of teams call up that one player. Some teams have more than one who can play multiple positions. And I'm not talking about a guy who's a center back who could also play left back and right back. I'm talking about a guy like Ainsley Maitland-Niles who could play right back, who could play left back, who could play... Um, uh, a CDM who could play a, a, a central midfielder who could play a right wing could, like he could play all over the pitch but the, it, and it's good to have guys like that just in case you know guys get injured and you need an emergency fill at that position and you need like a like an energy guy a guy who could get down the flanks a guy who could defend a little bit like Ainsley's that guy but as a full-time starter you he has to develop at a particular position you can't just keep throwing him around at every position and with West Brom uh, to be fair, they're struggling immensely this season. He'll probably play whatever position it is that he wants to play. So if that central midfield, he'll probably play there. But I think that, I mean, just like everyone, they're just going to kind of throw him around everywhere and kind of hope for the best. Um, but it's important to develop and uh, develop him at a particular position because he's 23. He's not an 18-year-old kid anymore. Like when Saka came into the squad, he was, uh, was like right wing back. And everyone started moaning, why is he playing there? That's not his position. But, you know, as he slowly learned the game... You know, he got moved up, and now he's one of the best young players in the league, and he's a great winger, and he's just fun to watch. And I'm by no means am I comparing Saka to Ainsley Maitland-Niles, but it's what, it's what I'm trying to say. So Ainsley Maitland-Niles is a great guy who can use, you can, he's going to be, if he does play for a big club, like if he does come back, 
and Arsenal does keep him, he's going to be a guy who comes off the bench. He, he He's not a guy who's going to start, I don't think. Um, and that's, I, I think that's, like, a lot of fans love him because he's one of our, our own, but, um, you know, he's got to get some minutes under his belt, and I think the Sloan is good for him. I think he's going to play quite a bit. Um, so... So yeah, hopefully he does well. He hopefully he comes back and he's ready to contribute to the, to the club. Uh so Mustafi obviously got um got his contract terminated. Uh so I I remember talking to my friend Alex like when we first um when we first signed him, he Alex is a United fan. Um he obviously listens to the show, of course. Uh, he's a United fan, and I remember him saying, you know, I really wanted him at United, and damn, you guys got a really good player. And I was kind of skeptical. I was like, oh, man, I hate... I believe we signed him, was it the Euro season or something like that? And I hate signing players off, like, two good months or whatever it is, a month and a half of good football. But we did, and um, he just didn't... He had his games, but for, for the price tag that we bought him for, he was supposed to be, like... Uh, a player who would contribute for the next like four, five, six years at a high level, which he didn't do. And um, ultimately, like, I mean, we could have cut our losses even earlier. Um, but yeah, we, um, he's gone now. And I'm happy with the with the center back core that we have. Like there's still um, uh, Gabriel there. We have David Luiz, we have Pablo Mari, we have Holding. So, so there's four, which should be enough. Barring like, we're we're not going to be with these four for you know a year and a half. It's only for the next four or five months until the season's over. So, barring any major injuries, I think we're okay at that position. Um, but yeah, I, the Gabriel situation is kind of. I, I talked about this when I uh, released my um, match recap from the United match. Like, Gabriel hasn't featured since that COVID thing and the red card, I believe. Um, there's something going on there for sure. Because there's there's no way he was our best defender. And he won back-to-back players of the month. And then all of a sudden, he can't even play. Like, he's not even in the starting lineup. Like, I get it. You got to ride momentum. But you paid a lot of money for this kid. And I get that David Luiz has been pretty good. And so has Rob Holding, uh, depending on who you ask in the fan base. Uh, to some people, he's either really good or he's really bad. I think he's been good. The season as a whole, I'm talking about. Um, so it depends who you ask, but I mean, something's going on there. And like when Arteta puts his foot down, like it usually stays down. Like look what happened with Gwendozi. Look what happened with Ozil. Look what happened with some of the other players. So I don't, I don't really like this, but let's see what happens. And the whole Martinelli thing, like subbing him off, it wasn't a precautionary thing. It was just... Um, tactical I, from what I've heard after the game and you bring in on William a guy who struggled although William played decent like he was actually really good compared to how bad he's been this season um, so that's another um, I, I think talking point um, that you can have there uh, but going forward I, I think and the Reese Nelson news apparently you know Arsenal according to Athletic um, Arsenal wanted to loan him out as well, but they wanted a loan fee back as well as whatever team that he was going to. They wanted to split the um, uh, split the weekly wages with them, and no one was biting on that. So no luck. 
Um, so that's very interesting too. But going forward, and I think, honestly, I think um, Eddie uh, and Ketia would have been either sold or loaned out this window. But I think maybe, and I know I know Aubameyang is back, but I think his personal issues and the fact that Lacazette, you know, picked up a little bit of a knock in the last game against Manchester United, I think they kind of maybe shifted um, the team's focus on like just to keep, just to kind of keep him uh, because, uh, you know, the, the, the lack of players up top and although you can say, you know, Martinelli could play up there, um, uh, who else can play up there? That's about it. Bullion maybe as a false nine, but, um, you know, the, there's guys that could play. I, I remember people even saying, you know, Pepe, since he's been struggling a little bit, could probably play up top. And I think he played that a little bit with his former club. Um, so that's something to experiment with. But that's, I mean, like, if we don't have Aubameyang and Lacazette, then I think maybe you stick um, Nicola Pepe up there. I, don't, I wouldn't do it with both of them healthy. Um, the only thing I don't think we really addressed this transfer window and i know you can't address all your you know concerns and stuff like that it's probably a backup left back for tierney because tierney is starting to pick up a lot of nagging injuries since he's been in arsenal and i'm a little bit worried um to say the least because he's missed a lot of time like when he's played he's been excellent he's been the best player but he's missed some time now since he's arrived at arsenal so it's, it's just something that i would say to keep an eye on um, but yeah, I would say a left back. Um, and I know there was, uh, who was it? Bertrand or something like that. And there was someone else, I think, uh, from the French league that they were looking at as well to kind of, um, ease the pressure and, and have as a left back. Cause I think it kind of sucks when you have to resort to putting Cedric there or bearing or depending on whoever plays. And it's not their natural position. It's not really a position where I would you know, experiment, experiment with guys who don't play that particular position. And I would hate for someone like Saka to have to move back to left back now after, you know, doing so well uh, on the flank, on the wing. So I like that would, that's like the worst case scenario. Like I wouldn't do that ever again because he's shown that he could play up, play on the wing and you just keep him there. And, you know, you got Emil there and whoever else is on the wing, like Pepe for now. I think they're going to ride this Pepe thing out um, for a while now. As long as he's, um, as long as he's informed, they're just going to keep forcing Pepe into the starting lineup, which I don't mind at all. Like when he's really good, he's good. Um, and something that I mentioned on my um, on my YouTube channel was he's like when I, he's a guy when he's informed, he's really good, and when he's bad, he's like really bad. So you have to. He's a player that has to get touches from like the opening whistle like you have to keep them involved in the offense and a lot of it i'm not saying you know everything has to go through him because now you have a meal there you have saka you have um you have gabriel you have whom, whomever you have Aubameyang. so not everything has to go through him but you have to keep him honest every you know whatever every other attack you know get him involved a little bit or every five minutes look for him to kind of just to have the ball at his feet so he doesn't doze off as i'd like to say on the offensive end because if you don't do it then he just his confidence just gets shot and you're not going to see any productivity from him so he's a player that has to has to stay in the match and i think that goal did wonders in the match previous to the to the united one um that goal did wonders for him and hopefully tomorrow against you know wolverhampton he could keep it going that's a really scary game by the way because 
Wolverhampton had struggled immensely this season, and they have too good of a roster to keep struggling like this. And if you remember, the last time they played Arsenal, you know, Jimenez got injured when he went head-on-head with David Luiz, so, and he hasn't played since, and they've really missed him. Um, so that's just something to watch for um, in tomorrow's match. But, uh, like, it, despite where they are, we have to get to three points. Like, it's not a must-win, we should get the three points considering how much they're struggling and all the teams that they've lost to in, in the last little bit. Um, so, so that's a three points you have to get. So like I said, um, left back, uh, defensive mid, we can leave that for the summer. I mean, Guendouzi's back, so we're going to see what happens with that. Um, the wing positions, I think, are fairly covered. Um, so pretty much, and the goalie, like we got Matt Ryan, um, was it a good, good insurance policy? Although I know he's a little bit banged up right now, but um, that's a good insurance policy to have because Runerson, I don't, I don't think he's the answer right now. I was the backup, and I'm surprised he actually didn't get loaned out. But to be fair, I don't like if if you loan out Runerson, like your third goalkeeper is probably someone from the U23s, so you don't have much there um, as like a safety net. God forbid a flannel gets injured, you know, and Matt Ryan has to go in net. There's really no backup. Um, so I th- I think. I think we did an excellent job this transfer window of cutting like the dead weight, I guess, if you, if you can call it that. Um, getting rid of all the players who we're not counting on anymore, um, whether that's terminating contracts or, or whatever it may be. Um, loan, and I think this is a very big loan um, period for for Ainsley Maynard-Niles and um, Joe Willick. Like, this is huge for them going forward. If they show that, you know, they can perform, then they might be back in the Arsenal squad. But if they're not, then they're probably going to be sold on this summer. I actually think that Maitland-Niles is more than likely to be sold at this point. And this is just kind of like um, just getting them some action. Uh, and hopefully see a rise in his, in his price um, come the summertime. Whereas Willick can still have a, a future. He's still 21. You never know. Um but like this team is set, so it's pretty much I would say uh, Burt Leno and Nett. You got Bayer in. Let's go with Gabriel for now, holding um, Tierney. And then you got Jaka, Partey, Saka, Emil Smith Rowe, and let's say Pepe and Aubameyang. Although you could have Aubameyang on the wing, and then Lacazette on top, and then and then the rest it's kind of going to place. So it's pretty much. Like the, the the subs are the guys that you'd expect. Like there's no, I don't think there's gonna be any like you, the under twenty three players on the bench or anything like that. I think you you pretty much have a full squad and it is what it is. And guys are gonna know the role. Um, I feel the one guy on this team I feel really bad for is Martinelli because he was coming into his own, picks up an injury, comes back, plays well, picks up another little injury. And then he was out for, again, for like a game or two. And now he's back and he's kind of like lost his spot, um, so to say. So that's a situation kind of keep an eye on going forward. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, the Wolverhampton game is must not a must win, but, you know, we should go out there and, and, and win because they have been struggling. And I'm eager to see what Odegaard does. He didn't play too much um, <clears throat> against United. Came on as a late sub. 
can't really see too much, but I expect him to have an increased role with the team. Obviously, a bigger role than what he had with Real Madrid because his role with Real Madrid was very tiny. So um, I look forward to seeing what he can provide the club with, at least um, while he's still alone. And then, you know, um, there's no option to buy at the, at the end of the loan. So he's probably going to go back to Real Madrid, and Real Madrid will probably sell him. I don't see him in their future. Um, so, yeah. So that's the, the pod for today. I uh, just want to just kind of wanted to take um, 20 minutes or so just to talk about um, the transfer <clears throat> transfer window and then stuff that went down. So now that it's closed, um, we kind of we know that the the roster that is going forward is actually going to make this podcast. I was going to do it last night. Then I was going to do t- tonight. I was going to do like a combined Arsenal uh, Toronto Raptors, but I just decided to do Arsenal since the um, window is closed. So, so yeah. Thank you guys for listening and uh, tune in next time.